0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is Nikayla and I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest. Today's guest in the hot seat is Arsha Jones Mm -hmm. and Arsha, hey Arsha, (laughs) thanks for coming on the show. Um, You guys, Arsha is one of the people who I've learned the most from this year. Mm. (laughs) Yes, I'm a part of your Facebook group as you know. So Arsha is a serial entrepreneur and master of many trades. As Mm -hmm. we speak, she's currently operating and managing Capital City Co., keeping us all fly through the tease and the trap brand. Building iOS apps for apps by the pound, all while running the design blog and Facebook group Brand Build Sell. So on this episode, you'll learn how Arsha created her first online business with less than a hundred dollars and is now mm-hmm. an e-commerce extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show, Arsha. Tell us Thank more you. about yeah. Tell us more about who you are and what you're currently working on.
1: Um. Well, so my name is Arsha Jones. Like you said, um. I'm um, just um, you know, it's hard to kind of um embrace that term entrepreneur. You know, I put it in my bio because it's the easiest um thing that people can understand um without you know, me having to explain any further, but I just, you know, a part of me just doesn't feel like one. I'm just, I'm more of a creative, you know, I like think of these great ideas and I say, how can I bring this to life? You know, Um, so I don't think of me saying, oh, I want to create all these businesses. I think, wow, that'd be a great product that I could sell. And then it usually just turns into something else. Um, so each thing that I've started has started off as one thing and kind of morphed into something bigger, you know, but definitely, um, my plan is just to be a creative lead, um, who has the ability to see ideas, before they're made and know that they'd be profitable and be fun, you know, because this for me, it's like the money is good, you know, but I enjoy the process of it. It's fun to me <laughs> to see these things come to life, um, come to life rather. And so uh, so that's kind of my goal here is, you know, entrepreneurship is kind of the the, the side um It's kind of the side part that happens along with being creative, but Mm -hmm. I just, I'm a maker and at heart, I'm a maker. You know, if I didn't have this, I'd probably like be a crafter or (laughs) yes, someone at home, like gluing things together. You definitely have an amazing (laughs) creative
0: uh, brain and drive. And like, you know, you remind me of the quote uh, or not the quote, but the phrase bias for action. Like you see that on LinkedIn a lot in people's bios, like, yeah. But that, like, I love meeting people who really epitomize that because when you think of an idea, you're like, oh, let me, let me go ahead and um, throw this in yeah, a t-shirt exactly. <laughs> or throw, exactly. throw this product together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we get into the businesses a little bit, um, where are you from? Like, how did your um, upbringing influence <laughs> this creative spirit? Um,
1: well, well, I was born and raised in Washington, D.C. And I currently live in Maryland, um, but it was partly because of my parents, so You know, like most parents, um, you know, their idea, uh, they were kind of raised with the idea that you would kind of learn a trade and kind of get a government job or something more steady, you know, engineer, doctor, lawyer, something like that. Um, But my father kind of wanted us to go into a different um, direction. And so he kind of pushed us into the arts. Okay, so from a young age, I would say like eight or nine Um, I always had either to draw actively or play an instrument actively. Um, So I played the cello um, for about eight years, um, among some other instruments. Um, But kind of my heart was in art, you know, so I kind of chose that as a thing I wanted to do. So I did art all through high school. I went to arts high school and then graduated and went to VCU in Richmond and got graduated with a BFA. What I didn't realize was that I didn't really have a plan for my life. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until I got in college that I was like, wait, so I'm supposed to, like, paint and troll, like, how is that going to make me money? <laughs> <laughs> like, because it never even dawned on me that I, like, need a job when I left. <laughs> and so this is around the time that um, kind of the dot-com boom had happened. And so I learned fairly easily how to design websites and so that kind of while I was kind of figuring out the creative side always had was able to keep um, a job based on the web design skills that I had so I graduated with the BFA like I said with this huge creative background, but my, but, but my day job was web design. Um, so that kind of got me into building websites, understanding design, understanding how the web works, understanding marketing and social media and, and all that fun stuff. Um, and that led me into blogging. Okay. So then, cause I would get, I would field, um, questions about the, blogging and hosting and how to set up a website and so i just put up a blog i was like okay i put up a blog and you know i'll get all these affiliate links and clicks And I, well you know i figured out the system you know and i was making like a passive income of about a thousand dollars a month and i was like wow okay if i had this thousand dollars a month right um if i sell a product then i probably can like make another thousand dollars a month <laughs> and so um and so I, I launched uh ended up launching um capital city um because capital city we sell a wing sauce called capital city Mumbo sauce and while mambo sauce isn't a um, wing sauce that we originally created it's just a sauce that you can get here in the washington dc metropolitan area after moving on to maryland um it was a sauce that i just couldn't get access to anymore so what i did was i learned how to make it at home and would give it to my kids on the weekends. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then one day I had this bright idea and said, wait a minute. What if there are other people like me who were born and raised in the Washington, D.C. area, but no longer have access to this wing sauce anymore? I said, what? I said, oh, okay. Already know like online, you know, like I got, I know how to make websites. I know online. I know how to sell all this. Stuff. What if I just put up a website, okay, mm-hmm. with one product and a PayPal link and st- See if people want to buy it, okay. And mind you, since I have a background in web design, um, my se my SEO skills were like top notch, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So because I didn't have any money, you know, to like fund this thing. So I was like, so I spent weeks and weeks like, um, you know, trying to um, move my move my little shop up in the um, search rankings. And I had a little, um, you know, like a newsletter plug in so I could grab people's email addresses and stuff. And uh, and one day and we launched and I had about 60, I, remember I had about 60 people on my newsletter list by now. OK. Mm-hmm. And and we sold like a bottle. We would sell like four or five bottles a week online. <laughs> I would get a sale and I would literally like go to my stove and just like heat up the pan <laughs> with the ingredients <laughs> and pour it in a bottle and just mail it to people <laughs> so bootleg. and. So- Hello. And so um and so one day um what happened was one day um our local uh our local newspaper, which here is, you know, is a local paper, but it's still the Washington Post, you know, which is like a nationally recognized newspaper, had found had had did a search on Google and found that we were making and selling this local product because of my, my website. It came up in the search rankings. And they wanted to do an article about the sauce. And so I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be great, yeah. I said, I'm going to go out and get me 40 bottles um, because (laughs) we are about to blow up, you know. (laughs) I thought they were going to, um, you know, highlight us in like the local uh, news section, Uh you know, of the paper where they just talk about kind of local people or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be in the local section. We're going to sell about 40 bottles. I'm going to (laughs) just get stocked up. I'm waiting. And then... (laughs) She put so so the young lady who was um doing the story on us, they came and featured us and what what I didn't know is that they were gonna feature us on the front page Get of the out. Sunday Washington Post. <laughs> And so I remember being at like a cookout on Saturday, uh, Saturday. And, and so like my PayPal was going off like ching, ching. I mean, you know, you know, I, ching, ching. And I go, what in the hell is going on? And so I just said, let's go get a paper. Let's go get a paper. And lo and behold, we were on the front page of Whoa. the Washington Post. Okay. Right below the fold. So, and this is being sent out to millions and millions of homes. And overnight we had about fifteen thousand dollars in sales with no plan no process no system just sitting there going what are we gonna do now <laughs> what? how many bottles did you have to get <laughs> oh I don't know but I mean this at the time the saw the product only sold for five dollars a bottle okay? okay so you can imagine how many bottles that is at fifteen thousand dollars in sales. That is a lot. That is a lot of bottles. <laughs> that is a lot of bottles. That is a lot of bottles. Okay. So we were like you, knee deep.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> did you immediately like open up like a distribution center? I mean, what? No. I'm gonna tell you, it's
1: crazy. <laughs> and so after that, we I spent like weeks trying to get this. Stuff. <laughs> cuz I still was working at a job, you know. And so um and so we would spend weeks, nights, nights and early mornings just trying to get everybody's product out just to get it done, you know. Mm-hmm. Um cuz we kind of like we were new to uh we was new to us, so we didn't want to let anyone down. So we just worked really hard to get the product out and then kind of figure out the next step. But even before we did that, we were contacted by Fox um 5 TV here and they wanted to come and do a story on us. <laughs> so so they came and did a story on me in my kitchen and I look, you know, and I look I don't oh my god it's so terrible because I wasn't like you know I wasn't looking for like fame so I was like just like looking like I do when I'm around the house you yeah. know <laughs> and so um and so and so the site it just took off again you know and I was like oh my gosh I don't know what we're going to do and so what happened was after we they saw us on the wash and on um Fox TV. That's when um, the health department called and said, "You know what? You know, you're not actually supposed to be making that in your house and selling it to people." Oh, no. <laughs> and we go, "Really?" Because <laughs> like we hadn't even looked up the laws on what. We're <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you couldn't sell out. Yeah, of like house. really?
1: I just, you know, cause, I mean, because you think, okay, people make cakes at their home and sell it, and you think, um, you know, people make cupcakes or pies or whatever at their homes and sell it um so you don't think oh I can't do this you know you just think oh I'll just do what everybody else is doing you know when really everybody's doing it illegally (laughs) 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 made me think about you know people that cook food at their home and sell it like really differently now Mm -hmm. so um so that's kind of how that started um now, as far as in a trap was concerned, I started that because, um, you know, we were hustling, bustling with the capital city, but it's a very expensive business to run. Mm. So, because after that, we did, um, actually find a distributor that will work with us. Um so it was very, it's very expensive. And so we, I would sell these really great T-shirts on our site. The problem is that it was hard to keep them in stock because we would buy them wholesale. Mm. So one day I said, you know what? Enough of this wholesale stuff. I said we're gonna. I, I took like three hundred dollars and I went down and took a screen printing class down here in D.C. I said these shirts are simple. We're just gonna learn how to print them ourselves. Okay, yeah. that's it. Me and my husband, we went to the class. So. Being as though I had um, kind of an art background anyway, and I had, you know, I've done printmaking before, it was really easy for me to kind of pick this up and how to do it, okay? So, we got our... was printed great we can print these in the house in the house great because right now we're like running the business out of our house yeah. And was but this now, when
0: was this when you were starting to print the mumbo sauce t-shirts or are you talking about Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: I was printing the mumbo sauce t-shirts so those were on our site and we, we took the class <clears throat> excuse me specifically to learn how to print the mumbo sauce t-shirts mm-hmm. because we needed to keep them in stock without having to purchase like thousands of dollars in wholesale while we just kind of like sat on the product meaning mm-hmm. like the product it was just sit on our shelf until people bought it. Um, So I wanted to learn how to print on demand so that I can just like print four or five at a time, the sizes that I needed when I needed them, Mm -hmm. you know? And so after taking the class, then I figured out how to do screen printing. But by this time it was like winter, you know? So all of our um, like festivals and marketplaces were kind of done after the holidays. Okay. So typically after christmas things kind of settle down to like normal um pace with the capital city and i was like wow you know i have this skill now of how to print these shirts i said i wonder if i could make money selling shirts so i went on to etsy and i kind of calculated how much people were selling shirts for and how much money they were making and i was like i'm gonna set up an etsy shop." (laughs) <laughs> and I remember I didn't tell my husband. I said, because this isn't real until someone buys something. That's how it is. That's how wow, it is. Wow,
0: you didn't like, tell hubby? No.
1: Nope, no. Nope. <laughs> and I remember going, I said, I will I will tell him once I make my first sale. Mm-hmm. And then by I put the site up like one one day when I was at work. And I got home and I had sold like two shirts. Okay. <laughs> and so and he said, all I, re- all I remember doing is he was, I remember him being downstairs, like packing up the mumbo sauce. And I remember sitting on the steps behind him saying, um, I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked at me and said, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> and I said, uh, look, I put up this store. Okay. I um, was selling all these shirts. And, um, you know, and i sold some, you know, and I need your help to get these printed because at that time, I didn't have any shirts. I didn't have any supplies. <laughs> I didn't even know at the time how I was going to print the shirts. I just knew I had sold some and now I got to figure out how to get them to the customers. Wow.
0: <laughs> and were these in the trap style or just like? No,
1: they were like. They were like whatever so it was like really whatever sold on Etsy. So if it was so if I saw like cat shirts were popular, I would sell cat shirts. Okay. If I saw like, you know, One Direction shirts and they were popular, I'd sell one direction shirts. It was it was really just whatever was popular. Okay. And so he was just like, Oh no, you didn't. So We I ended up figuring out how to um, print the shirts. Um, the, the, the woman who um, ran the print shop agency would allow us to come there on the weekends and rent out space. And I would go there every weekend and print out all my shirts and then mail them out to the customers until um, we got so popular. I ended up making um, that first month. Mind you, this is my first month on Etsy. Okay. First month, I sold like nine thousand dollars in shirts okay wow. and then and the, and the, and the, i was on I was on the path for the next month to like double that double that amount that I was selling and so what happened was I started to get like a lot of competition, and what they would do they would file like these complaints against my store until it was ultimately shut down you know, oh. and so um, I was a little heartbroken and a little upset, and my husband was like, "Look, forget this, you don't need this um you, you don't need Etsy, you know, you can just do this yourself. You know how to put up sites, you, you know, you'd set up Capital City, you know how to market, just just do this yourself, you know? And I said, I don't know, you know, I'm a little nervous. And I just, I said, okay, I'll give myself six weeks. I figured out a domain name. And I remember the day I figured out the domain name for T's in the Trap. And I was talking to a young lady and they had it, um, one of my friends, and they had a blog called T's in the Trap, okay? And uh-huh. it was T... E-A-S in the trap. <clears throat> so, tea, like, you know, like, sipping tea in the trap. Right. So it was kind of like, they were like a blog, but it was like a gossip blog, a little okay. bit. And so, I was remember talking to her privately, because the whole premise of the conversation was that she was telling me that, she was telling me why Teas in the Trap was now defunct, meaning like they had split up because they, some agree, uh, agree they couldn't agree on something, so they were no longer doing that project anymore. Mm-hmm. And I said, wait, you guys aren't doing that project anymore. And she goes, no. Nope. I said, wait a minute. That's my new domain. <laughs> <laughs> I said, T's in the trap. And I spelled a T-E-E-S in the trap. Okay? Yes. And I remember going home and telling my. I was so excited. Like I had just like won a prize. Okay. <laughs> and I told my husband, I said, guess what? I got it. A <laughs> new site is going to be called Tease in the trap. And he goes, I don't know about this. But <laughs> <laughs> I remember saying, "Just," I said, "Nope, nope." nope. I said, "Nope," just no. stop. I said, "Just wait." I said, "Just, just wait. wait." Just wait. That's all I said. Just wait. And he said, "All right." And then it's been rolling ever since.
0: <laughs> wow. I mean, so So, let's break, let's break that down a little bit. Like, how does one even start a t-shirt company outside of Etsy? Like, um, tell us the anatomy of a product. I saw you shared that in um, the group today. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what I would, so typically how I start my process is that I try to start with the least amount of effort and money available. (laughs) (laughs) And so that means for the t-shirts, I just needed a really good mock or template and I needed like a good about eight. I said, I I told myself if I can come up with eight solid designs that I thought would sell, I would, how I would advertise it. I would just put up um, the mocks online, um, engage with people On Instagram and Facebook, run ads to my um, newsletter. And what else did I do? I would, um, you know, I would put up other little inspiration posts Mm -hmm. or outfit posts. I would just keep my engagement up. And, um, and this was kind of before everyone was doing t-shirts and everything so it wasn't as it wasn't as much competition you know (laughs) as it is right now so it was really easy for me to just go there and talk to people on instagram and they were really interested in the site um and really interested in the, the um the designs i would post and couldn't wait for us to launch um you know and it's like i said it took me about six weeks to get it all together because this was kind of new you know I had gone from selling one product to setting up an entire store wow. you know with different products different sizes different shipping options you know when you're selling mumbo sauce it's just like one bottle or two <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> one or two the options they're on their options you know yeah so it was very um it was very hard to get set up initially because it was just very overwhelming i mean knowing you know how to configure all these the taxes the shipping the it was just a lot to to what that's why i gave myself six weeks so um in that time i would just run um little facebook ads to like i said a newsletter just to kind of um get people to sign up for my mailing list so that yeah. when i was ready to launch i could just launch and which um, newsletter
0: but, was this from your blog or
1: no so this the, the shirts had their own newsletter so they had a newsletter on mailchimp starting out cuz that was free you know okay. so yeah so it was a newsletter running so this so i was starting from zero everywhere yeah. um i had um i had no um, subscribers, no followers or anything. And I just started and I said, I'm going to make this work. Um, How did you...
0: So you ran ads to get people to subscribe. Like, what were you enticing them with? Just, like, stay tuned for the...
1: Exactly. I would say sign up to get exclusive um, 15% off or whatever um, coupon when we launch, you know, and I would constantly post new ideas and show them the new shirts that we were going to be having. And while I'm doing that, I'm creating, like, a plan. Like, I tell people that I don't actually do vision boards. I do, like, vision outlines, you know, Mm because I don't... Because I don't like, you know, I don't have the patience like sitting cut stuff. (laughs) It's nice, you know, but I have like, I have, I'm married with four kids, you know, by the time I put wow. that vision board down, it'll be messed up, trampled on. So. <laughs> so what I do is I make an outline of all the things I need to get done. And one of the things that I focus on when I launch a new product is immediately I try to identify what people, what brands or what online personalities do I think would wear my products or use my products. Um, and then I make a list and kind of figure out how to get in contact with these people whether it's talking to them on Twitter, talking to them on their Instagram pages, finding their email addresses. So so that so all of this is going on in the background. I'm setting up the shop. I'm designing the shirts. I'm running these ads. And mind you, these are like $5 ads, you know, so it's not like I'm <clears throat> balling out of control over here. Yeah. <laughs> um and get constantly engaging with people on Instagram and then making my plans, finding out, you know, figuring out who my audience is and who I could kind of market these to. And so I remember how Teasing the Trap launched is that. <clears throat> so I launched on like a Thursday. I did a soft launch on a Thursday. And then on um, my head, like one sale, you know, which was good because I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is going to work, you know, <laughs> so and so I remember that um that like Saturday, I started going down my list of the people that I had um, wrote down that I wanted to contact. So it was like um, all these different high level bloggers and editors of magazines, editors from Essence. I had found their contact information and I just went down the list and started emailing everybody. And I just simply said, hi, my name is Arsha. This is my new brand, you know, and I really love what you're doing. and I just wanted to introduce um, what I'm doing now and ask if I could send you some free product um, just for you. You don't need to post it. We just want to send you something in appreciation of what you're doing, you know? Yeah. And so what happened, what I didn't know is that Claire from Fashion Bomb Daily. I had emailed her, okay, and she not only, she responded that Tuesday, I'm sorry, I sent the emails on Saturday. She responded that Sunday and did a full blog post about my shirts, okay, and then posted it on Instagram, okay? By Monday, I had about $4,000 in sales, and I was like, what in the world? Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) Yes, and so it's just, it's just been crazy since then. It's been crazy. It's been a crazy ride. Wow. Like, so,
0: it's, so, um, mm-hmm. Oh, can we, I want to get into, so I want to come back to the influencer piece, sure. of course, but sure. for the those at home, including myself who are still starting out in the world of product and e-commerce, uh-huh. let's talk a little bit about the technical stuff too. Sure. So like, how did you choose, um, which shopping pro- platform you were going to be on Shopify oh, sure, versus.
1: Sure. Sure. Now sh- back then Shopify wasn't a thing. I say back then, <laughs> But Shopify was still fairly new back then. But so the only thing I really knew was WordPress because I had written, I had a blog, you know. So I had a blog since 2009. So WordPress was like my, was like my baby. You know, that is like me and WordPress is like ride or die, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I... So to keep it simple, I decided to go with WooCommerce because WooThemes was a um, platform that I had used. I love their themes, and they had this WordPress interface for um, e-commerce that tied right into their blog, which was perfect for me because I was like, "Wow, I can um, you know just do this on WordPress. I already understand how to use it, so it's not really a learning curve. Um, the only learning curve was more so setting up pricing, understanding pricing, taxes." You know, processing orders and things that's that more of a a technical aspect that I wasn't necessarily prepared for. So but luckily, at that time, I was using PayPal or something that was really easy to use. And so, um, you know, they make it kind of easy for you to go ahead and and get set up with a shop.
0: Got it, and then when, it, but you've since you since moved from WooCommerce, right? Yeah,
1: what happened was I would get so much. I would get I would get steady sales, um, and they were reasonable sales. But every now and then, someone would wear and post my stuff. Like one time, Lovey had wore and posted, and she literally crashed my website. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> she, and so, um, and so, I. That happened once, okay, and then it happened again, Um, and then it happened again, and then I took my entire blog e-commerce shop and moved it to like one of these heavy-duty servers with all this power and all these bells and whistles, and it happened again, Mm -hmm. and then the final straw was in, because you know, when you have a WordPress blog, um, you know, when you have a WordPress blog, you have to uh, have... It's like, it feels like weekly updates. (laughs) If you're not updating your theme, you're updating the core WordPress files, or you're updating WooCommerce, or you're updating other third-party plugins. So every week, somebody's got something that you need to update. (laughs) So what happened was one day I updated everything and everything just broke. (laughs) So everything was broken like no orders were being accepted i didn't know and i said enough of this enough i shut that site down so quick you understand and set me up so i said i'm going to shopify because mm-hmm. i had already been kind of like planning to make a move to a hosted option but um you know, but I was kind of worried based on the fact that Etsy has shut me down, so I was kind of I'm leery of like going with another hosted version of e-commerce. Okay. But I had heard so many great things, and um, I've been there ever since. I haven't had any complaints. Okay, um, you know, and the, and because people always ask me that all the time, why did I go with that? And the re- reality of it is, with WooCommerce, you on your own. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You better Google your help, Google right, your <laughs> Right,
0: right.
1: Hit some forms or some communities up because if your site breaks, you just you short, you know. Yeah. And when you when when e commerce is your life, you know, you really have to take that in consideration that your site can't ever be down. Mm-hmm. Um and with Shopify, they give you twenty four hour customer service help they will walk you through issues help you get resolved um resolutions um to your issues and to make sure that your site is up and running all the time and i i know it's a little bit of a fee it's 29 dollars or something but you know that peace of mind is what you're paying for you know so
0: okay and Mm -hmm. and then as far as like mocking up your designs whether it's a pin or a t-shirt like What are you designing these? Do you have an in-house designer? Like what did you do when you first started? And then when you're mocking up the designs, I never understand. Like, are people finding random people on the internet wearing blank t-shirts? Like
1: what Yes, yes, yes. You can buy, you know, now it's a little popular. You can just buy random people all like blank shirts. Yeah. So um so Yeah, so as far as mock-ups, it was, I would design the shirts myself starting out, and I still do to a certain extent, but I maybe, like now, I do tend to, I will hire out for specific things that I just don't want to spend time on. So like some more of the intricate shirts that have a little bit more detail, um, they will be, um, uh, they will be a little bit more, cost a little bit more to get designed and just need a little bit more effort and care that I can put into it. Um so yeah, so it's so I do both. Uh I do both. I okay. design them myself. I design the simpler looking shirts, um and get the more complicated ones kind of hired out.
0: Okay. Do you use mm-hmm. a, a specific platform for that, like a Fiverr or
1: uh I have used Fiverr. They aren't my favorite only because, you know, for five dollars you're gonna get a design somebody five. else have. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I like that I like mine to be kind of just for me so yes. I, I will I will go and search out designers that can make custom things for me but I'm not gonna lie I have used Fiverr in the past um but moving forward, after um, a reasonable amount of success, is like that was no longer good enough, you mm-hmm. know, um, because I wanted to kind of elevate the level and the quality of shirts that I was sending out, okay. and it was no, you know, and then the more competition that comes, the more you have to set yourself apart from what everybody else is doing. So mm-hmm. now, like if everybody else is like doing these basic shirts with type on the front, then like now that means I can no longer do those, or I have to at least evolve so that I'm doing more than just that. So. Right now, that's where I am. I'm trying to take my brand to uh you know beyond t-shirts and thinking more lifestyle yes um so we can have like a little bit of everything and that it's not just i'm just 100% reliant on selling shirts right because um, it's more fun with this different stuff
0: yeah i love yeah. the new things you're introducing and and how Thanks. do you manage quality control in this process because you're mocking it up based on you know your own designs and then how do you Figure out like what uh, fulfillment center to use or where to buy your whatever.
1: So, so right now, um, I have a couple employees and I have a, I actually have a, like a warehouse where, where I have a person that's there every day printing, packing his shirts and mailing shirts out. So, usually what happens is that I come in and create, um, the, idea of something I mean like I'll show them how to print the shirts. I'll show him like we have makeup bags coming in so I'll have to give him I'll have to show him how to print the makeup bags and attach the um zipper pulls and whatever else I have um going on and so and he will just duplicate that process to get the orders out um and so he like I said this this is our place this is our, our employees so I can kind of really throw anything at them and they have to just get it out <laughs> <You> got it <laughs> So if I want to do, you know, aroma, um, aromatherapy sprays, or I want to do pens and patches, I can just, just drop it off there. Y'all have to send this out. Okay.
0: (laughs) So let's, let's go back to the influencer piece and the marketing now. Now you mentioned like you were tagging people. Does anyone like, how did you approach it? And then how do you deal with people who are like, stop tagging me? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. So I know because people tag me. And so I do, I hate, and I hate when people do that. And it's only, I only, it only bothers me when it's something that's like completely irrelevant to like, <laughs> like a party flyer. Right. <laughs> so, so I know I said, um you know, I said that I, t- I do tag people, but it's not, I, I don't, I'm not abusive with my tagging. meaning like it's very strategic. So if I'm working uh typically when I'm working with someone, um, like I have partnerships with Lovey and Claire from Fashion Bomb Daily and and um, Very Smart Brothers. So I will tag them when I have, when I post their products, just so that they know or see and um, that I'm, um, you know, actively promoting their products. Um, now, in terms of new products that I want people to see, I have, I, I'm very strategic when I tag because you can't just tag anyone, you know, it's like you... <laughs> Because depending on how many people um, follow that person, they won't see your tag anyway. You know, it's like it's like tagging Beyonce. You know, people tag Beyonce (laughs) and stuff. So. So, yeah, so I just use the tagging in terms of uh, just in this particular when you're talking about the aromatherapy, I just tagged um, Yvonne Orgy from um, Insecure because I knew that she that was that product that I was posting was directly related to her. That's why I tagged her okay. in that um, most recent post. Um, but usually I do not, I, and, and I'm not an advocate of tagging at all.
0: <laughs> right, right. Like,
1: like you should you should err on the side of just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. And
0: do you, are you still into like reaching out to influencers or have you reached a level I where do. it's just not? A, I I okay. do.
1: I do. I do. I just sent emails today. It's still on my, I still own my grind, meaning like it never stops. Um, because the thing about online is that the, the landscape is always changing. One person that was popular three months ago, isn't the same that's popular, like, three months from now mm-hmm. you know and there are new influencers coming up every day and i really have to do my due diligence to make sure i'm staying kind of uh with the curve and making sure that my brand doesn't kind of get pushed to the side because of so many others that are um doing this some, something similar yeah. so i, I sent i see i send emails out i constantly try to create new products to make sure that my brand is staying fresh and i also you know, I'm always I seek um, new and higher level uh, partnerships to give me access to larger audiences. So it's, it's like it's like a constant. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a constant state of what am I doing next?
0: <laughs> and yeah, I love the fact that you're always thinking one step ahead, you know, like yeah. with these new insecure products. And I read this quote recently, you know, it said there are good ideas and then there are profitable ideas so how do you test to validate your ideas for products you touched on it a little bit earlier but tell us more yeah
1: yeah so like even with the um aromatherapy um Uh, sprays that I'll be adding to the site. I decided to test that product out. Now, usually I would just design those myself, but this time I just went ahead and had uh, these designs because I knew that they would do well. I actually saw another brand that was had something similar and not, not named something similar. They were just, they were just a random aromatherapy product, um, a a small business company. And I was like, wow, what if I redid those with like some cooler names to them, you know? (laughs) And so I said, okay, before i invest too much let's just i'm gonna get this designed i bought like five sheets of like labels (laughs) i printed them off myself i bought like a bag of little bottles that cost me maybe 14 dollars. and i said i'm going to just get it started i'm gonna put the labels on the bottles i'm gonna take the picture i'm gonna make it look nice and i'm gonna put it put it on instagram Mm -hmm. and it took me about two 20 minutes and you know to get that all set up and take the picture and half of that was like getting my printer to work correctly <laughs> <You> <laughs> know? So, like it's like it was not my printer was like temperamental or something i don't know he uh-huh. didn't want to like print the right color so i was just like it's because it's actually four bottles uh-huh. so there's one actually there's one more that's called this too much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> when you just over it you know? yeah <laughs> so um I was like forget it I'm just going to go with these three I'm going to post them and see how they do yeah. and like people just started going crazy and I, And I have people are going to the site looking for them and I was like wow this could really be a big thing like I was just going to sell these on my site as like some little cute little gifts to give people or something yeah. Um. and I, was, after thinking about it and seeing the response I got a lot I was like wow maybe I should put these on a different a separate site so right now that's what we're doing I'm going to um, put up a separate site I'm going to come up with like four more fragrances and then I'll be able to kind of Sell these as a standalone, but they'll still be on the teas and the traps. Love do. it.
0: You guys, you see what I mean? Like, first of all, how do you even? So now you have to go explore, like, how to get fragrances into a box. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, exactly, You got to learn a whole new thing. Far
1: ahead. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't even throw that far ahead. So now I'm looking a lot like, go to Google, like, recipes for. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because, you know, being in your Facebook group,
0: and again, guys, that's Brand Bill Sell. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. And the Uh show notes will be up on time this week. So (laughs) in the Facebook group, I've seen people say, hey, my product's not selling, still haven't gotten the first sale. And I keep wondering, like, yeah, there could be a plethora of issues going on between the marketing or what have you. But I also wonder... Are these ideas validated? Like
1: exactly. See, people, that's my thing. Yeah. Um cuz what that's that's normally for me, people don't people want to um hurry up and get started. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you know the e-commerce game, you know what? Put your money into it, get started. But for me, every business I've launched, I've done pre-launch, I've done newsletters because see, once you start I would rather spend $5, okay, a day. For two weeks on a Facebook ad highlighting a product that I may potentially sell and see how many people sign up for my newsletter to be notified when this product launches. You know, um, before I invest in a website, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> product, a domain, you know, I don't want to invest in none of that stuff until I am positive. I'm gonna make my money yes, back. Yes. <laughs> and so but some people just get really excited and wanna hurry up and launch, hurry up and launch, but they don't realize that it's a process behind that. You can't you can start um you can start without doing that, but I'm gonna tell you that it is really deflating when you launch and have not done the background work, and then you realize that day one has gone by and you have no sale. Mm-hmm. Day two has gone by and you have no sale. Day three, and then it turns into week one and week two with no sales. Like it's like it's kind of disheartening, and it has you. It makes you believe that maybe this wasn't the right thing to do, right. whereas. If you would have just stepped back, decided, and said, you know what, let me try to pre-market this thing and see what kind of feedback that I get. And then based on the feedback, that'll be my deciding factor on whether I move forward. Mm-hmm. People just like to jump in the head. I'm, I'm just not, I'm just, uh, uh-uh. yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not going to have 20 different shirts sitting up in my office because <laughs> they
0: can't sell. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, some of us had to learn the hard way, but it's still good. Like, it's taking action, but yeah,
1: don't go down the money train. Exactly. And and you can start the other way where you just put up a site and then start advertising, but you really need to go, like, hard in the paint, okay? Mm -hmm. You need to come out the gate running. You launch your site, you need to start with them Facebook ads, start with them influencers, pay for advertising. It's like people really think that, you know, (laughs) what's that movie? I don't even remember what the name of the movie was, but it was like... Um, build it and they will come. Right. Like, <laughs> it just it just it just this doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You it's build like it the tree and in the forest. Just, yeah. Exactly. It's like nobody it,
0: knows it's there.
1: Exactly. If nobody's <laughs> so like coming. you build something and it will just sit. It will sit. Your mm-hmm. family and friends, um They can only buy so much. <laughs> exactly. Okay. You can only harass them but so many times. Okay. So
0: Yeah. And that's one of the things I find really interesting about your business approach because especially in the world of like online courses and things like that, people have you thinking like of this specific funnel, sales funnel, marketing funnel where you gotta get them on your list and you gotta give them a freebie and then you gotta build trust and then
1: you Yeah. But
0: you just skip all that. You're like listen. Yeah no
1: you go right to the money. Look, that's what I try <laughs> to tell people. I say look because because that's one of the things that bothered that was what that was actually one of the reasons I started my Facebook group. It was because it was so much missing information being posted out you would have these business experts and i'm saying it's like with quotes on the outside right. <laughs> <laughs> and they would say you know, give you all this advice on how to like build your brand and, and sell products, but they really didn't have any experience doing it. What they had experience doing was selling workshops and selling, um, digital downloads and webinars. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the path or the amount of effort that you have to go through and sell this stuff is different. Like, of course, um, when you're selling workshops, you're selling you, you know, people have to buy into you. You know, and they have to like you, not like your content. They have to like you and your content. When I'm selling a shirt, they don't care you know, about what I'm doing, what I look like. Either I'm selling them a shirt that they're going to want to like and what or they aren't you know it's just like when you shop on amazon like yeah. all of that stuff that is sold on amazon you're not they aren't it isn't all coming from amazon itself sometimes they're coming from small businesses and people right in their homes and you aren't like well i wonder what kind of platform they're using to process like no one cares <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. like i wonder what their funnel is and no no one cares about right. that stuff
0: right right <laughs> You know, that leads us to the Facebook advertising portion. And of course, you can't truly break down your Facebook (laughs) advertising and the way you do in your Uh -uh. webinars and all of that. But for the people who are just getting started with product and e-commerce, I attended your phenomenal webinar with Lamar Tyler of Black and Married with Kids the other day. so funny. And so (laughs) even as a marketer, right? Like my day job, I'm a senior Uh, marketing manager at NPR. I live in the world of, you know, Facebook ads but for a different a completely different target. Like it's usually either video views or driving website traffic. So I learned so much about using Facebook ads specifically for e commerce and I don't know if you have like a a short link or pretty link that you can drop to tell people about tomorrow's webinar. Um I think Um, this episode will come out tomorrow, yeah.
1: Um it's called, it's, you can go to www.the facebookformula.com and it'll take you to the landing page Okay. again that's www.thefacebookformula.com and like again it'll take you to the, the um the page and we're going to actually do a recap of kind of you know a quick recap okay of the free webinar just to make sure we're all on the same page right here. right right
0: because it's a lot Thank of different you. stages <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> make sure you forget nothing from last week right, <laughs> and then we'll go into um more Um, we'll go into more specific, uh, you know, things that can get people up and running. Okay. Um, and because it can be overwhelming. I mean, if you've ever looked at the Facebook, oh, yeah. interface, it's like this it's like a lot of it's terrible stuff to because, click on and stuff right. everywhere. I don't know what I'm looking at. And
0: you could get to the same <laughs> thing through two different pathways. It's yeah, like Why, you know, you're like Facebook?
1: where am I? I don't <laughs> even know what I clicked on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why can't I boost this on the page, but then yeah, I can exactly. also boost it and it's different. Yeah, like what is
1: the difference? Uh, it's right. But, so,
0: so guys, I personally will be at that webinar. So me and Nicaela will be at that webinar because that's how informative and helpful I found the um the free the free version a, a few weeks ago. Okay. So, break down maybe like some early like beginner things that you've learned from Facebook mm-hmm. advertising, whether it's um you know setting up a pixel or. Sure,
1: sure. Yes. I give I give a few tips, and this is one of the things that we went over with um the uh, went over in the free webinar. But this is just some of these things that people when I talk to people, this is one of the things they do not realize. Mm-hmm. When you're running Facebook ads, you have a target audience that you need to um, create. Okay, and that target audience should never be pointed to the front of your shop. So you it always should be pointed. Um, these Facebook ads should have a link directly to one product and one product page. And when you're creating an audience, you need to make sure that you're creating an audience that is targeted to that specific product. Because we all know you can have a one website, okay? with a, Let's say you have 10 different shirts on one website. That doesn't mean each one of those shirts will appeal to the same person. So if you're using my site, for an example. So if I have a shirt that says, let's see. Um, a little bougie. Okay. I've got a little bougie shirt, but then I want to sell a shirt called Thick Thighs Save Lives. Like those aren't the same two people that are going to buy that shirt. The people who will buy Thick Thighs shirt may not buy a little bougie shirt. So I need to custom create audiences specifically for the thick thigh shirt and specifically for the a little bougie shirt. People think you just, oh, um, you know, I'm targeting this one group and I can just send them to the homepage. Like people get overwhelmed when they go to the homepage. Mm-hmm. If they're if they're looking at if you're highlighting one product in on your ad, um, which is easiest to do since a lot of people are looking at this stuff on mobile the link in your ad should be directly to that one product don't make people have to click and wonder where they're supposed to be going or get to the page and then can't find the shirt that they were looking at on facebook because they'll be immediately turned off make it easy for people have one picture with one highlighting one product very clear and have one link to that one product and people will sell if the product is good it will sell
0: I love that because I personally just learned that lesson Number one, I thought, you know what The f- t-shirt is the first thing you see It's alright if I take them to the whole shop It doesn't matter nope. If you, <laughs> no. you're forcing people to take two actions Instead of exactly. one, you're risking losing them And two,
1: exactly, <laughs>
0: I thought I was being cute I put up this flat lay with this necklace And my t-shirt Everyone kept asking me for the necklace I'm exactly. oh like, I'm not selling the
1: necklace <laughs> <laughs> Damn it <laughs> I'm not, the blacklist is not for sale <laughs> nope Let do not that do that that's a very good closet. tip <laughs>
0: yeah so take it from me guys I'm, I'm out here do learning not. It, just like y'all
1: <laughs> do not do that no distractions no distractions right. you know because people get easily distracted yes. I've had that happen too and I was just um I've never run an ad to that, something like that. But mm-hmm. I've had that happen after just posting something on Instagram. You know, I posted an outfit or something that I created in Polyvore on Instagram. And then everyone was like um, asking me about some other items in there. And I said, oh, my God, is this is going to go on all day. <laughs> like, right. guys, I'm, I don't know. where <laughs> <came>. <laughs> I don't know where this came from. I do not
0: also. know. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and, so. <laughs> right. So, guys, if you want more Facebook. Um, strategy tips from Arsha go to it's the facebookformula.com right
1: yes that's correct
0: okay and I will link to that too now I think we can squeeze in a five minute lightning round if you're down all righty sure sure let's hop right into it so number one what's an online resource that has helped you in your business that you can share with the side hustle pro
1: audience Um, um let's see I honestly I would probably say um, having um automated or kind of like it's buff so I use buffer um for to schedule posts on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, and Google. But then I only also use a site or service called OnlyPult. That's O-N- l y p u l t and they do automatic scheduling for instagram so you can upload stuff right into their interface online and things are scheduled and posted on time okay which is great because that means that you can now hire help with <laughs> and have people schedule posts to go out on instagram and this isn't one of those po um apps where they just like send you a reminder to upload something <laughs> hmm is you're actually uploading it through their system and then the item is posted without any additional interaction from you and then also within their system a person a monitor or moderator can can um actually moderate the comments on your on your facebook account but not actually logging into your your um the platform itself so it kind of gives like a little buffer especially when you want to hire people and you don't want to give them direct access to your accounts Mm -hmm. So that's very helpful. Yes, Uh, that's that's clutch. Only pulled, only pulled.
0: Okay, I'll look that up and link to it. Um, Number number two. What is a daily practice you use to start your day on the right note and (laughs) and increase productivity throughout your day?
1: Oh, I don't know, because I'll be sitting here struggling. Okay, so
0: (laughs) Um, you said you have four kids. Wow. Yeah, I be struggling.
1: (laughs) So, um, what I do, honestly, what I do every every night, every no matter what no matter what and this is can be hard for some people is that i end my day um and i start a new day like i try not to carry over the same baggage um that I had the day before and bring it into the next day. I wake up renewed and I try to have a positive outlook and be very resolution oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps me have a start off with a positive um, attitude throughout, you know, during the day. Now, whether I end up with a positive attitude, <laughs> <different>. <laughs> but every morning, no matter what I get up and I say, I'm going to do better than I did yesterday. Um, sometimes it works out. Sometimes I don't. But I always know um no matter what is that I will go to sleep and I will wake up feeling like I can try this again. So
0: love that that's been
1: very helpful to me. Number
0: three, what's been your proudest moment since starting to work for yourself?
1: Um <laughs> probably the proudest moment is being <laughs> is seeing my kids um be proud, you know, like <laughs> so we since we sell capital city mumbo sauce it's like a it's a product and it's we sell it online but we also sell it in local store shelves so you can just like go to your grocery store and like buy this product right mm-hmm. and so the funny part about it is when my kids they would go to school and they would say um my teacher wants to try some mumbo sauce and i'm like why why would you tell them that <laughs> Like when, like, when was this a topic of conversation throughout the day? You know, <laughs> How did that and, come up? <laughs> yeah. How, how did that conversation happen? <laughs> so, um, it was just always funny and amazing because it was like, wow, they are really proud of us. They go to school and talk about this and are extremely, um, happy about the success we've achieved, um, And then, you know, these these teachers will process orders online and they'll continue to order and we'll see that they're placing orders online. Um, So it's just amazing to see that even though we don't um, kind of press upon them that they have to do this. It's just, I think, having them around and seeing how people love the product and ha- bringing them to the events and having them tag along to the office and, you know, often having to work there with us. They see the entire process from start to end. And when they see people are genuinely loving our product, it makes them proud of what we've done.
0: I love it. And can so you imagine? That, mm-hmm. Yeah, what's going on in their heads and what they're gonna I do when they
1: grow up? I know, <laughs> I know. I tell them that they don't have to do this. You know, they don't have yeah. to do this, but um, it's that I would like them to. But they, but the goal for our business was two things: it was to have something that we can pass on to the kids that they can take if they want to, or we could sell it and have enough money available for them to start. Their own path in life without having to start from zero. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> so,
1: yep. So awesome. e-
0: either way works. <laughs> okay. And then number four, what's the best book or podcast episode or live event that you've consumed this year?
1: Um, this year I don't really go to many live events unless I'm speaking at them. Um, let's see, live events. I would say podcasts. One of the first podcasts I started to listen to and was always a huge inspiration for him for me, even before he got like mega big is um, Pat Flynn with smart passive income. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to him was how I learned how to set up my affiliate um, website and kind of earn money and get clicks and get links and link backs and SEO. He was one of the first people that I started following and really, um, cause he gave so much free content at the beginning. He was, his, he was only trying to help people understand, help people understand what he did. It wasn't so much was about, cause you know, nowadays it's about how can I sell this course? Right. How can I sell this webinar? How can I get you in my funnel? Like you said, back when he started, it was just, i was t- just telling you so you can know what I'm doing and hopefully use this information to make yourself better. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of been, um, my mantra, um, as well um, is, you know what, I already make money with my businesses. So my goal is to, yeah, it be great to sell a webinar, or have a course, but the reality of it is I'm going to give you so much free help in my community that when I am ready, then you'll know that what I'm doing and who I am is genuine. Because aside from paying for webinars, like you'll know that I, when it comes down to it, I want you to win, you know, so
0: Amen, and I, I fully believe that. Even I was getting like twelve of your emails this past week, and I, I read every single Girl, one. <laughs> I
1: was right. like, "I love this! Oh, look at this!" I kid. said, "People are <laughs> going to jump off this list. I don't no, even care."
0: I love it. I, everyone, I have a I have a um, email example folder. I was like, saved, saved. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
1: I just, and the thing about it is I sit there. I'm telling you, I'll just be sitting here on my bed watching TV. You know, I'll, I'll send out a newsletter right now. And then I will sit and find the silliest stuff. I am like, <laughs> and I will schedule put, all these? Like... <laughs> and I will put it in a newsletter. And I will crack up, like type in the newsletter. I'll be like, oh, yeah, this is good. Yes. <laughs> and I will hit send. And, I, and I'll always sit there and go, I wonder what kind of person these people think I am on the other end. <laughs>
0: I'm like sending. I
1: think this morning I sent like a gift of like tiny body rolling or something, <laughs> and at, and I remember my husband looked over. He was like, "Is that tiny from the Ti and Tiny? Are you sending that out in a newsletter?" And I go, "Yep, and it's gonna do good." too. <laughs> He just shook his head and said, let me just mind my business.
0: <laughs> I love how your husband's like, you doing what now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you say, is that tiny dancing? Are you sending that out to people? I said, yep.
0: <laughs> Loved it,
1: it. So funny. So,
0: final question. <laughs> yes. What is your parting advice for fellow women entrepreneurs who want to be their own boss, but are worried about losing that steady paycheck?
1: Um, I would say... Start where you are, you know you don't have to quit your job, but you do have to put a hundred percent effort into it. so if that means you work all day and then do your business at night, do that until you're able to replace your income. But don't be don't think that you have to jump out there and quit your job or jump out there and build a huge site with all these different products. Jump out there and start running four or five hundred dollar Facebook ads. Like I think people get afraid that They compare themselves to people like me who've been doing this for two years. So I got two hundred or maybe like a hundred products on my site, and they say, "Well, I can't compete with that." But they don't realize that they don't have to. When you create your own lane, you have your own path to follow. So if you're going to start with five products, you can do that and make four or five thousand dollars a month. You know, you have four or five good products. You can make $4,000 a month online. And I think people kind of get sidetracked based on looking at other people. Mm -hmm. So it's really just focus on yourself and start where you are and start with what you have, you know, and just do not go into debt trying to make this happen.
0: Yes. You know. Amen. I love that. That's a great <laughs> note to end on. And bef- before we wrap up, um, you sure. know, clearly, guys, I could have talked to Arsha all day. We didn't <laughs> even get into half of your businesses. You realize. <laughs> it's
1: fine. So
0: <laughs> if, if people want to reach out to learn more about like yeah, Capital City sure. Co. and distribution and all that, where can yeah, they yeah, sure. contact you?
1: Oh, okay. So the um, that's one is going to be Arsha at Brand Build Sell. And so, um, that's why I you know I will answer, and that's kind of more um you know business related so, if you have questions or want to join the Facebook group or just want to drop me a line and say, "Hey, girl," you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be there
0: <laughs> all right, what well, about social? Are you active anymore or just too busy
1: Um, per, uh the best if it depends. If you want to learn more about my businesses, you have to go to those sites because I'm active on those, um, along with people, you know, my employees that I have working. But if you really want to talk to me, you'll find you have to go to the Facebook group and tag me. You're like, don't send me an inbox. Don't, like, come to Instagram and tag Brand Bill Sell because I'm not going to see it for another month. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Just If you come, but if you, but if, but if they come to the Facebook group and talk or tag me or have a question where they are specifically speaking to me, I do try to make my rounds in there and, and have a presence because that's one of my pet peeves too, is that people have these groups and they have these huge brands, but they never like interact with people that are in the group. (laughs) So I say, I never want to have a group where people don't feel like they can't just like talk to me, you know? Yes. So so I'm very I'm probably overly active in the group.
0: same with me i'm like okay yeah. i need to lock out of here i need to like yeah ban exactly facebook. You're and it's, like, it's tough no when more. you do facebook for a living so you're always it, on exa- it. it
1: is because it's like i'm there the work and i'm there not to work right. it's like i know it's like all in one <laughs> i don't know it's like it's crazy so it's yeah. hard it's hard right
0: yeah. so all right guys our show it was a pleasure having you in the chair today okay. thank you so much for all the thank wisdom you. yeah and there you have it guys Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And if you want to hear more from me, you can find me online at sidehustlepro.co and on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Side Hustle Pro. Talk to you next week.